Hello, welcome to the Whole GD Show, the show where we bring up a word to spark a conversation about the related media. Here with me is my comfortable co-host, Eleanor. Hello, Dylan. Hello, Jeff. I'm very comfortable. <laughs> I was going to do a weird ASMR thing in the beginning, but he didn't say comfort food, so it sounds like it's not related now. <sighs> yeah. I had chewing noises all queued up. I had... Uh, an idea for an ASMR podcast, and now it's just... It has to do with food. I mean, so, it's yeah. in the same kind of vein. Yeah. Comfort food. Nom, 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 nom. I just want an excuse to say nom. Yeah, we're doing... The word is comfort food, stuff that we kind of go back to when we don't really want to think about what we're watching, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It just gives you that... I, I I really relate it to food on this one. It really gives you that warm, yummy, mm, just content feeling that you you can always go back to. It always makes you feel good. Yeah. Do you do you find it easy to kind of go back into something that you kind of know already than like watching a new thing? Uh, yes. I tend to stray away from it typically because. I I mean, there's so much content out there. I'm like, I should watch a new thing to experience whatever it is to broaden. And, but there's always where you're just in that mood where you're like, I don't want to think about anything. I just want to feel good right now. And I know this makes me feel good. So I'm going to put it on and just lie back and relax or. Yeah, I, I have a habit of um, kind of going back to the same thing. Like, there are probably a handful of YouTube videos that I've just watched over and over and over again, just because it's easier to watch, like, that thing that I really know and like than watch, like, taking a new thing that I'm kind of unsure about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's no gamble. Good old reliable. Uh, let's jump into it, then. Do you have a movie? Once you're done drinking your water. <laughs> yes, uh, I do have a movie. Um, this one, it's more recent. It's a, it's a Marvel movie, but it always... I always, like, start off putting it on, being like, oh, I'm just going to put this on in the background, and I just end up just sitting, watching it intently, and just, like, feeling all the feelings I know are coming up, and, like, the scenes that are coming up, and that's uh, the first Guardians of the Galaxy... Uh, 2014, I believe. Um, I, I just really, I like, I re I like all the characters. It's got a great cast of characters. There, you care about all of them. They're just this ragtag group of misfits. And the end, the end definitely gets me right in the feels. I don't want to spoil it, but it's uh, ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. It always, I always forget how good it is. Well, I guess I don't now because I'm saying it, but I whenever I, maybe it'll be even better when I turn it on again next time. How many times have you seen it? Uh, at least a dozen, I'd say. It's definitely really? hmm. like I don't buy like every Marvel movie, but um, that's definitely one I have physically. It's a high honor to be on that shelf. <laughs> it takes a lot. I'm very stingy with physical copies. Yeah, I mean, they put out their stuff at, like, premium prices, though, because right. of, like, special editions and HD and all that stuff, 40, 40K or whatever it is, 4K. Yeah, yeah, no, I can't afford 
that TV. I can't afford to buy a $30 movie. We had screenwriting class, or was it? It might have been film appreciation class, but my the teacher there like taught me to judge film by like how much you spend on a film. Where uh, I used to be able to get it a dollar from Redbox, but now it's like a buck fifty. But he was like, huh. and yeah, that must have been screenwriting. Uh, yeah, and like DVDs were ten dollars at the time, but now they're like Blu-rays are twenty bucks. But he would always say like would you watch this movie 10 times like you could just get it from Redbox 10 times or if you're going to watch it 11 times then you should buy it <laughs> I just always have that mindset like am I going to watch this movie 14 times because it's $1.25 to get it at Redbox yeah I've never I, I don't really buy movies anymore I have had to I think buy one for this podcast because I couldn't oh, yeah. find it anywhere because it's a Disney movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, the movie Beauty and the Beast, uh, which I'll talk about later. Oh, wait, you had to buy I, that? It's not on, on Netflix? Netflix? You should have told me. I wouldn't have made you watch it then. I thought it was still on there. <laughs> uh, no. And they have, like, a series on it now. There's, like, a Beauty and the Beast series, apparently. Oh, maybe. It's, like, a cop show. <laughs> Is it? Was that, like, a CW series, probably? I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like cr- crappy Twilight, like like modern, like that Once Upon a Time show. Oh man! Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't buy that one. I had to buy um, Star Wars, which I guess I'm I'm fine buying because I feel like I should have that. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, this one I I happened to find a a version online somewhere. Gotcha. In like a Russian stream or whatever. <laughs> but yeah that was the only guardians of the galaxy was the one it always gives i i always can go back to it and be impressed and feel good a little sad sometimes but good overall sure banging soundtrack it's all like 80s hits right yeah yep pretty much it's a lot of 70s like classic rock yeah what did you have for movies? Um, yeah, I think my kind of happy place with movies is comedy. Yes. Like, I find, a, you know, it's, I find it, I think some people, like, they'd say, like, oh, my favorite movie is, like, you know, I don't know, just Saving Private Ryan, which is a great film, yes. but I'm just, like, it's so, it's so intense and, like, I don't know, I, there are people that can watch stuff like that, that I'm just, like, how can you just have that on as just like, oh, this is what gets me in like a comfortable place. Yeah. Um, mine is kind of a, like a combination of a bunch of things I like, which is, it's kind of like a buddy cop-ish comedy. It's got martial arts. Uh, it's also mm. a Western. Oh, oh can I it guess? Is, is it, sure. Is it Shanghai Noon? Yes, it is. Oh, Shanghai Noon. I could put this on my my comfort food plate too yeah i i love jackie chan i love a martial arts film you know it's got it's kind of got that i think i spoke about it i am a sucker for a happy ending not to spoil anything but it does have like a you know an ending that ends well um and it's just it's very light i it has enough action to kind of keep you in it and it's kind of got like that 
I really like that horseshoe fight scene oh, yeah, where they yeah. I think they have whips spinning around. Yeah, it's so yeah, cool. uh, yeah. I love and that movie got, too. Uh, I think we watched it for the yeah. first time at one of my sleepovers. I remember seeing it. I don't know if you were at that one, but yeah. It's got a bunch of good bloopers in it. I remember yeah. that being one of the things that I like about a movie. Yeah, the Jackie Chan movies, like, yeah, usually had a lot of good outtakes because he would mess up choreography a lot in a silly way or whatever. Sometimes the choreography, like, the bloopers are like, oh, just him being hurt in a way that's, like, scary. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's him, like, falling off of a roof and just being, like, on the ground in pain or something like that. Yeah, I've watched some yeah, of uh... But Owen Wilson. I oh, know, go ahead. Yeah, Owen Wilson, I, you know, I, I don't love him, I guess. I mean, I like him as, you know, I think he fits a certain role, and I think that is a good role. Like, him and his, like, dumb Ben Stiller movies, like, that is, it, you know, that's where I want him to be. I don't want him to be in, like, You, Me, and Dupree, or whatever. No. <laughs> yeah. I think, was that done? I think that was done by the Russo brothers. I could be wrong yeah. on this, but they like, the Avengers brothers. <laughs> I think they did You, Me, and Dupree. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, also, like, I don't know, like, I think Zoolander is a good spot for him, or uh, Starsky and Hutch, or, uh, but I also think he was good in um, uh, Royal Tenenbaums, which is a good movie. Yeah. In a more dramatic um, role. What's that? Uh, who's that director who does that movie? Uh, Wes Anderson? Yes, yeah, yeah. Wes Anderson's good at um, directing the Wilson brothers. Very good. Mm. knows where to put them yeah bottle rocket and all that yeah got both of them in there yeah exactly but yeah it's just like it's a very easy you know easy to watch film You've got martial arts got a nice kind of like western and asian kind of background and east west thing and pseudo love story also like the rush hour movies are really yeah kind of in that same vein that i it's it's a popcorn movie but they're enjoyable yes definitely uh, what about Shanghai Nights? Do you have strong feelings about that one? I don't like it as much. It, yeah, it's definitely. I like it, but I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's great. Uh, I think that movie really got me into. Well, I think Jackie Chan Adventures, the cartoon, got me into Jackie Chan. But uh, mm. <laughs> I like Shanghai Noon. But I own that one physical copy also. So you know. Uh, do you have a TV show? <laughs> uh, yes, I do. Um, the, have you ever watched the Goldbergs ABC sitcom? Uh, never watched. I'm aware of it though. Uh, yeah, it's based on Adam Goldberg's life growing up in the '80s. The main character is him, Adam Goldberg. It's done in like a very Wonder Years esque style with uh, Patton Oswalt narrating. And he, uh, it's about Adam Goldberg, like, growing up in the 80s, and, um, he wants to, he's, like, obsessed with video making, which is what he ends up doing, obviously, and just his, like, crazy family, and, uh, his mom's, like, very overbearing, and his dad is Jeff Carlin, who's a really funny comedian, he's just a big, fat comedian, um... And then he's got a brother and sister, but in real life, he's got two brothers. Oh. He's got a brother, Eric, but they changed to Erica 
probably just to make it more marketable in the show and yeah, it's Wonder Years-esque, and it's always, it's funny. There's usually some, like, stupid spoof or parody of some 80s movie or trend. Like, they've done a Spinal Tap episode. They've done Karate Kid, like, you know, but it's it's always, it's funny, and it's just, like, one of those good old sitcoms. I think it's, like, the number one watched show with families, and... Uh, it always like at the end it always like brings it together in a nice like just like a feel good moment from those sitcoms we used to watch on like TGIF and stuff it's just yeah very it's just uh, yeah those it just reminds me of those like shows as a kid so yeah it's it's supposed to be that feel good moment it's just some stupid sappy 80s song usually because it just really leans into the 80s stuff does it have like a laugh track or audience? No, no laugh track. <laughs> At least, yeah. But the mom, I've seen her in other stuff, and she's really funny. I think she's in like a lot of the the Paul Feig Feige movies, like the with Melissa McCarthy, and she was in uh, Rules of Engagement. If you ever seen that, but, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, but just those, even those, like, those family sitcoms in general, they're just, I mean, that's the point of them, pretty much, to make you laugh and to just put you at ease. And, like, people who've got problems like you, maybe, but just a little kookier. (laughs) So you can, like, relate to it. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely, I get it, because mine is, mine is pretty much in that same vein, except it's older. What is it? Mine is with the what I've been watching, what I'm currently watching, uh, which is Family Matters. Oh yeah, nice. Yep, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was definitely yeah. thinking of those when I was saying that. Like those nineties yeah. sitcoms. Yeah, I I considered saying the Cosby Show, but it is no longer that. Yeah, no longer. Yeah, yeah favorite like, among the public. Yeah, it. You know. It might have been at some point, and had he not been committing a bunch of crimes, but yeah. you know, it that time has passed. So it, I gotta go to Urkel, the York man. <laughs> yeah, he's Sonic the Hedgehog. He'll never do us wrong. Julia sure. White. Julia White. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. I, I don't know. I think growing up with those shows, uh, you know, Family Matters, and I know we've talked about like all those Nickelodeon shows that we kind of love, but. Uh, I don't know. I think a different world was one because a lot of them had like black families on them, which yeah. you know, it, instead of like Full House or whatever. I don't know. I just I really like it, and it's just an easy to watch thing. You don't really have to think about it. Each thing is just like a, a half hour kind of like episodic thing where it just sets up a plot, and it's just like, oh, Eddie stole the car or whatever, and then they kind of get the car <laughs> back, and it, they all laugh about it at the end. Have you gotten to the point in the show where they've jumped the shark yet? Is that where they get to Stefan or Kel? Is that what yeah. you mean? Not yet, no. I'm still... They're not little kids, but they're like... They're still young at this point. Right. They haven't found each other yet either. Is Urkel a regular yet? He was only supposed to be in like a few episodes or whatever. He, from what I understand, he was supposed to be in one episode in the- <laughs> And they liked him so much that he became, like, the staple of the show. Yep. And, yeah, he's a regular now. Uh, they're at... 
I think they're all in high school. Eddie's still trying to figure out what he's doing. Uh, I think later in the show he becomes a cop. Uh, Steven hasn't, you know, done the Stefan or Cal. Do you remember, um, they also have one where he turns into, like, an Asian version of himself? Do you remember <laughs> no. that? Yeah. No. This, um, they go into a bar and they're kind of, like, disrespected by all these, like, surly bikers. So Steven turns in, I think they call him Steve Lee. And he's basically, <laughs> like, God. he's, like, Black Bruce Lee. And he talks like Bruce Lee, and he goes in and he just beats the crap out of all the bikers. Like, do they use a machine to turn him into an Asian? Yeah, they use the uh, Stefan Urkel machine. Oh, okay. But they, so like, they re-coordinate beta it. testing. Yeah. They re-coordinate it so it turns him into, like, a fighting machine instead of, like, a cool, like, smooth So guy. he is inventing crazy stuff already. Yeah. And I do remember later on in the series they figure out a way to separate himself from <laughs> Stefan Arkell. Like, they become two separate people. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, I remember it going crazy later on. Yeah, I remember, like, I think there was an episode where they, like, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids did, and, like, they were, like, wandering around the kitchen, like, as miniatures. But I always liked the episode where all the ABC, uh, sitcoms where they went to Disney World. That was always one of my favorites. I'm pretty sure Urkel did that at some point. Yeah, they did just... I I know that they've got a bunch of, like, kind of after-school special ones. Like, there's one where Eddie starts drinking. Like, he he has a drinking problem. There's one where he gets kind of out of control with his gun work. Like, he gets, like, a little bit trigger-happy. Jeez. there's also one I just watched where they're trying to promote um, black history, like the education of black history, and Laura gets a note that's like, if you want black history, go back to Africa. And oh then she's like, yeah. And, which, and then she turns the locker, and the N-word has been spray-painted oh, like man. on her locker. Yeah. <laughs> like, they fully show it. They're like, it isn't like N-word, it's, it's like nigger there we go <laughs> it's right there yeah oh man i i thought you were gonna say that edward norton curb stomped one of them but uh, that's still pretty bad yeah yeah i mean it's it's like oh yeah they yeah they, they did that at this time it was a big thing yeah yeah anyway yeah they enjoy them. that show <laughs> yeah it's good the light-hearted ones <laughs> yeah are good at least yeah uh, do you have a music or songs? Uh, I do. I you have like a band. Um, no. <laughs> I'm trying to... I don't know them okay. very well. Fine. I just know the chorus. Okay. I can say, that's the power of love. Oh, okay. I just, and um, I want a new drug. I just know the beat mostly. I know the beat to I want a new drug because... Uh, I'm talking about Huey and Lewis in the news, <laughs> uh, and I just like their funky '80s beats mostly. I like that kind of like synth of the the and the funk bass that they have, but also just kind of they're a nice light-hearted band, and they do a lot of great upbeat soundtracks like uh, Back to the Future, of course, and. I don't know what else. Uh, Pineapple Express, they do a song for that. And 
they were supposed to do Ghostbusters. Did you know that? Yeah, I, I, I've heard that before. And said and it was that Ernie Hudson or whatever. Yeah, someone else did it. and It's the black guy in Ghostbusters is the thing. Is right? it him? I believe it's him, yeah. Oh. I, uh, I thought but yeah. it was him. Uh, but they, <laughs> it sounds just like I Want a New Drug. It's like the same beat to I, Huey Lewis's song. Uh, the Huey Power Lewis. of Love. And, um, yeah, so the Huey Lewis and the News sued Ghostbusters for just copying their song when they didn't want to do a song for them. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I have the best of Huey Lewis and the News in my car. I recently bought that, <laughs> along with, uh, when I bought the the Stevie Wonder one. I got really into the 80s funk. And I don't know, like, it's just good and upbeat. Uh, is, are those like the essential here. ones? Like the essential Stevie Wonder, those collections? Uh, no, I just picked the ones, because I went to the Bull Moose, the record store, I just picked the because there's a bunch of different Stevie Wonder ones. I just picked the ones that had the most recognizable songs. And but of course there's a bunch of stuff I don't know. Like Stevie Wonder's old old stuff is like really R and B ish, less funky. But yeah, Huey Lewis in the news just makes you want to dance. It's just good fun upbeat. I don't have a lot of Huey Lewis in the news facts, unfortunately. <laughs> just that I bought the C D. But yeah, uh, yeah, I like the my favorite song would either be uh, the song where they're singing about New York or Power of Love. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't know you were such an '80s fan of that kind of stuff. I think I just 80s, am appreciating 70s, it more as I find the stuff I like. Huh. I think that's '80s, right? That yeah, 80s. yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, they still tour. I would like to see them if they came around. Yeah, what I mean, do you they have? could probably come to like Boston. Uh, mine is kind of '80s. Well, I picked two songs. Well, three songs, excuse me. Uh, and it it's just kind of like what I have been listening to now. I get in modes with music where I listen to the same song over and over and over again, and. When I do that, I also, like, I find covers of it by, like, randos on YouTube and other bands and, uh, like, acoustic versions and piano versions. Like, I get all about, like, various kind of music. Like, I was doing it with, um, this isn't it, but I was doing it with Cindy Lauper recently. It's like finding different versions of, like, Time After Time or whatever. Uh, I picked, I'll just name all three of them, then I'll talk about them. Divinals, which I think was a one-hit wonder. It, the song's called I Touch Myself. You probably know it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Madonna's Like a Prayer. And in OST, which I can't really sing, it's called uh, Secret Ingredient Called Victory, which is from Food Wars. Oh, yeah. Have I heard that song? You'd probably... Yeah, you'd recognize it if you heard it, probably. It's kind of like the... I don't know. It's just like a very upbeat song. I don't know, the uh, Divinals one, I, when I think about it, I always just think of the Austin Powers thing, with oh, the yes. fembots. Yes. But, in going through, like, kind of covers and stuff, Eve 6 does a pretty good cover, do you remember them? 
I remember Eve Six. They do a cover of that yeah. song. I don't remember. They do. That. Uh, I think it's just something that they did live, like at an event, and I found it on YouTube, and it's, I'm like, oh, I like that. Because hmm. I I used to really like that band. I don't listen to them really anymore, but I used to listen to that first or second album a lot. Yeah, they were very popular in the early 2000s. Hmm. Inside Out, I used to know all the lyrics to that weird song. You remember that song? I probably would if I heard it. Is it Hubba Dubba 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 Dubba? Yeah, that's the one that... Yeah. I would swallow my exactly. rods, I would check on the yeah. brine, put the lacquer over to the inside. There you go. I can't yeah. talk that. Madonna's okay. like a prayer. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't like all of her stuff, but I just do like this one because it's kind of... It is a very melodic kind of sound that I'm just really into. Like, I, there's an acapella version of it. I heard recently by this group called, I think it's Straight No Chaser, which they kind of, like, do all the beats with their mouth and all that stuff. Yeah. It's like, it sounds yeah, like a quartet-ish. Here we go, I get to do my ASMR thing. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> like that? Like the jerry. Nah, not exactly. Not They're just exactly kind of doing like it that. like a humming kind of thing. <laughs> like that. Like, it's, it's more choral than, like, beat-based. <laughs> Yeah, if you say so. Uh, like that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Like a little prayer down my knee. I'm gonna take you there. That one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like, I'm more of a Vogue man. Yeah, it's that one's a bit too silly for me. Oh, I like the silly stuff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I do feel any way I can have fun with Madonna. Uh, I did consider putting uh, Eat It by Weird Al in there. Because I think, <laughs> I find that, I do... Ah, oh, the comfort food. Yum, 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 <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like Beat It, but I feel weird listening to Michael Jackson now. So... True. Yeah. But I, I do like that song, Beat It, but I like Eat It also, because it's just like a silly version. Same with, like, Amish Paradise. Like, I think they should recut a Sonic trailer with Amish Paradise instead of Pixie's <laughs> Paradise. I always, every time I want to say, that movie was cut, uh, I always, like, go to say Amish Paradise. <laughs> I always think yeah. that's what's playing when it starts, but, like, I don't know, it's an actual be. song. <laughs> I'm yeah. way more familiar with Amish Paradise than Gangster's Paradise. Yeah. And his videos are spot on, too. Like, he kind of, oh, yeah. like, nails the aesthetic and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I used to watch those a lot. When just clicking through the internet, weird out videos. <laughs> do you have a book? I do. Oh, shocking! <laughs> and because it is a cookbook, because <laughs> I was thinking about comfort food. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I, oh, I should have grabbed it from upstairs, but I don't have it right on my bookshelf right now. But it's um it's a it was a web comic, and the, this guy also made a physical book for uh, it's called Cooking Comically, hmm. which it's funny, but it's also like a cookbook set in he like has it in panels and stuff, and it's like it's really easy recipes, not super easy, but like he has like a meter that he animates to how like difficult they are but it's 
Uh, yeah, they're all, like, easily attainable recipes. Nothing too fancy. But, like, it's really cool. It's set up like a comic book. It just, like, has the steps out that you can see them perfectly. And it's funny, too. It's written well. He's a really good artist. Uh, his name's Tyler Cap or Caps, I think. But, yeah, you should check him out online because uh, he was part of, like, Webtoons or whatever. But they they cut his sponsorship, so he's just, like, self-funded now. Uh, but I bought the book a long time ago, and I, I constantly go back to recipes for it. It's got really good burger recipes in it, and there's some good taco recipes. They're all, like, sometimes they're pretty funny puns of stuff. But, uh, yeah, I wish I had it on me. But, yeah, it, and it's got some comfort food in there. There's some beef stew. There's some chili. All that. There's a meatloaf, you know, that stuff that you just sinks in your belly and makes you feel warm. And nom, 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 nom. <laughs> I realize I'm trying to annoy the listeners, but I'm probably creeping you the hell out right now. Cause you're, you know, no, I'm just thinking, like... Too. I'm just thinking, like, that is an ASMR, I don't think. <laughs> I, like, I know. <laughs> I always like, had an idea for a channel where, like, ASMR, or, like, eat chips or, like, pizza really close to the mic and just have this... Do you remember the early episodes of Nerd Poker? <laughs> yeah. Oh, they yeah. are so hard to listen to. Where they're all just, like, crowded around one mic eating pizza. <laughs> oh, I thought I was going to throw up those first, like, ten episodes. So disgusting. <laughs> One of them's just like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's Ken Daly, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they were pretty rough. They're good. Yeah. We got a sound engineer now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tyler Cap. Look him up. He's got, he's got some good recipes. If you ever just want to cook, sometimes I just get, like, I'm, I have the whole night to myself. I'm just like, I'm going to make... An, an extensive meal because I got nothing else to do and I know I'm going to have to feed myself so I uh, break into one of those I've tested most of them I don't think I've had a dud yet really good bolognese definitely bolognese 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 that's right sauce. <laughs> but yeah did you have a book I did uh i will also say webtoon is a great thing uh yeah. i i use it for a bunch of different comics like little independent ones uh but yeah my book i kind of cheated and i might have mentioned it um it's an audiobook um i have yeah, both I, of I Pat- audiobooks i have both of Patton oswalt's books they're both really oh, good yeah. i think i've spoken about both of them maybe uh, I think I've spoken about the second one more, so I picked the first one because I go back to that one a lot, too. His first one's called Zombie Spaceship Wasteland, uh, and that refers to um, kind of categorize, categorizing uh, people into kind of what they are and what they do, and like the idea of a zombie is someone who's kind of like moves forward but might be like have less passion towards what they do do uh, i don't know i'm not going to be able to evoke it right now because i haven't listened yeah. to it in a little while but yeah it's just that's one of them he also has kind of stories about his life like he talks about um he talks about like D playing D in his life oh, cool. and how it kind of corresponded 
to a point where he was like trying to get a date and how he had like had to pick between like playing D and and like <laughs> exercise exercising to so he could like look good for like a pool party like a first pool party that he's going to and like there are other stories like that with D&D. uh and it's just something that i go back to now and then uh because i just find it very easy he's got a lot of like the first book has a lot of kind of independent like comedy bits like he has one that he just plays uh hobo songs like songs that are like really popular in hobo camps and he kind of analyze, analyzes them in the second book it's more of like a story about his addiction to uh film and seeing like like 300 something films in a year and he lists all of them yeah wasn't it isn't like my and life as a cinephile or something it's called uh silver screen fiend oh i don't know what the subtitle is yeah that might be it it's like my addiction to movies or yeah. something like that. But yeah, they're both really good, and I go back to them because there are a bunch of segments in there that I... They're very listenable to, and I just like them. Yeah, I recommend them a lot. Nice. Yeah. Do you have a game? I do. Uh, I have a game franchise. Hmm. Uh, of course you know, uh, I, something you can always just shut your brain off and go back to uh, depending on the generation you're playing you can either hold forward a bunch and just jump or you can uh, you're playing the older generation you just hold right and you know you push the A or B or C button a couple times and do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Super Mario? No, no close it's faster more brainless sometimes <laughs> i have it tattooed on my body <laughs> oh sonic yes yep yeah uh i mean the old some uh, once you get to the harder levels in sonic the hedgehog there there are like harder platforming levels but a lot of them i think that was the joke you just hold right and go pretty much yeah and uh, so yeah, when, uh, especially, I have a new one that I haven't even beaten yet, it's one of the, it's, like, called Sonic Forces, one of the newer Sonics, and, uh, my son, bless his heart, got it for me for Christmas, I'm pretty sure just because he wanted to play it, but, um, it's, like, a very post-apocalyptic hardcore Sonic, and, but I, like, whatever night, I'm just like, I don't want to do anything, I do want to play games, but, like, I don't want to exude that much effort into it. <laughs> I'll put on Sonic Forces and I'll just like hold the up button and jump and dash a bunch and uh, yeah, it's yeah. I I mean I always I always go back to the Sonic franchise. I, like, well, yeah. I I know what to expect from the quality. <laughs> it wavers and like I know what you get from them most of the time. So you know. Sometimes it's just fun to put them on. Have you experienced a lot of the new Sonic games? Uh, no. I have Sonic Mania, but I haven't played it. Yeah, and that's more of an homage to the old Sonic games. It's the two-year anniversary of Sonic Mania today. Oh. I just saw that on Facebook for some freaking reason. Yeah, I think 
the only one other than like kind of the originals. I think I played Sonic and Knuckles and some of like the ones, you know, Sonic and Tail Sonic Two, I guess it is. Yeah. Uh, and I played Three's the best. Yeah, I think I played that a little bit and I played Sonic Pinball here and there. Yeah. Uh but I only played like the I think the Dreamcast version, like at like stores, oh, like yeah. they used to have like EB Games or whatever, and they'd right. have like a copy in there. But yeah, not I've never really played them through, and I know that a lot of them are varying in their quality, and, yes. you know, whatnot. Yeah, I think uh, it's it the franchise really timed perfectly with my aging because you know the first like Genesis one two three Knuckles trilogy was you know, light and kid-hearted for me, and that's when I was, like, in single-digit age still, and then when Sonic (laughs) Adventure 2 came to GameCube, and I hadn't played Sonic in years, and then the evil shadow came along, and I was dark and brooding, and I just needed a hedgehog to reflect my personality, and I just uh, dove back in, and then the quality dipped as I my gaming dipped anyway and now that i'm getting older and more refined i think they're going back to their sonic roots at least of some games <laughs> yeah i i'd be interested to see where they go with that series from now on yeah they i don't know i haven't seen any like game i think they're just working on the movie apparently <laughs> do you think they'll make a movie tie-in um I don't know. I feel like the days of movie tie-in video games are kind of gone. I haven't noticed many anymore. Yeah. Do they make them a lot? I mean, like GameCube, PS2, Xbox, that generation, they were pumping them out with like every action movie there was. Yeah. I. So, I don't see them so much. Maybe they'll make like a Lego movie tie-in sometimes. They do that a lot. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They've got all the Lego Batmans and all that stuff. Yeah. Lego worlds or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It's I I with anime it's like a thing that happens all the time. They make true. they make like there's so many Naruto games and Dragon Ball Z stuff and you know, different series that you're like, What is this? and like you're just like, Oh, it's just like a dating sim or like, you know, a visual novel or yeah, they might do them with cartoons because there is like a Steven Universe game, and there I think the Cartoon Network has like quite a few games. I think it's yeah. all mobile games now. That might be it. That might be where they are. I never look at mobile games, so hey, that's where they hide the movie tie-ins. But yeah, movie. I hope there's not a Sonic movie tie-in. I hope I I really hope there's not. <laughs> Last time Sonic met humans. In a game, it was very. It was disastrous. Yeah. What did you see? The thing Jim Carrey said about the movie. Um, I saw they said a couple things. I don't really remember what they were. It was just like him not liking kind of the fandom having ownership over. Yeah. You know, which I kind of agree with. Not to be. Yeah. Yeah, I. But I also think he doesn't really. <laughs> I don't know. I the quality of his movies. I don't think speaks very loudly. 
he's made some good movies and I, and oh, definitely, he's definitely great. has made great movies. I think he's had some great dramatic roles, and I love the Truman Show and all that. Mm. But I think he's also made some really Crap. crappy movies too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I don't think he chooses his roles well because obviously he had like a huge moral complex, like after filming uh, Kick-Ass Two, which I mean. I understand making mistakes, but I also, like, I don't know if he puts much thought into his roles, maybe. I don't know if he really put his, like, artistry into being that Dr. Eggman. I don't know. Yeah, he's definitely an interesting guy, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I just had Sonic for my comfort makes me feel good inside obviously what do you what do you have uh my kind of comfort zone i like a big open world like i like like kind of living the world and kind of being able to kind of come to it and just kind of be able to live in that world as part of it but i also like games that are very casual uh mm-hmm. so like the idea of having a combined version would be like I think my ideal game, where I could like kind of just like live basically as an NPC and just have like <laughs> have the op have the option to adventure if I wanted to. Um, but I picked uh, Stardew Valley. No, I was gonna say yeah, I was wondering if that's where you're going with that. Yeah, it's not like a big open thing. It, you know, it's no Assassin's Creed or whatever, but it's right. it's very just easygoing. You can just kind of live. And just kind of do your own thing, and you know, you grow your little, your little uh, farm, and kind of create relationships with the people in the area. Like uh, my time at Porsche is kind of doing the same kind of thing in a three D kind of landscape. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, those kind of games that were like Harvest Moon was the same way for me, where I just like being kind of not feeling stressed out to be able to do. You know, I don't have to be the hero of all time or whatever. And like run twenty guilds in Skyrim or whatever, I can just kind of live my little normal farm life, and you know, water flowers in this game that you know, watch my flowers like die in real life while playing this game. Yeah, nothing in Stardew Valley can really die. I mean, your plants can get eaten by birds and stuff, and you, I don't think they die if you don't water them. They'll just die at the end of the season. They just won't grow. Uh, yeah. But your animals can't die, so it's all just yeah. <laughs> I still get myself stressed out playing that game. <laughs> I was wondering why I didn't pick it, and I was like, "Well, yeah, because I, when I played that game for a hundred hours in like two months, I would go to bed thinking about what I'm gonna do for the next days and plan out my days for the coming week or whatever, and I would just like think about it all day long." <laughs> But I do see, yes, it is definitely one of those games where you just chill out and, yeah, you make your own objectives, pretty much. Whatever you want to do, the day is yours. Yeah. I'm uh, pretty, I never played any of the Animal Crossing games, but that seems like it's a pretty sweet spot for me because it's not, you know, so task-oriented. So I'm very excited for the new one that's coming out soon. Yeah, me as, me as well. Yeah, I've never played one either but i saw the new one coming out i was like i could definitely get into that after playing all that stardew valley i could 
definitely see myself being it's like on an island yes <laughs> please yeah. and there is a multiplayer aspect so maybe we can do some of that stuff like a little bit together i don't know how much of it is integrated but eh, could be cool yeah i think um i have played some of it multiplayer yeah it's pretty much all integrated like you can do everything together pretty much <laughs> there's very little limitations and I think now you can even, like, separate your money. You used to not be able to. It used to be shared funds, but I think you can separate it now. Which, good, because I don't like to make potatoes in the fall, and some people do, or whenever the hell you do it. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking of uh, Animal Crossing, because I know there's going to be... Oh. A, there's going to be a multiplayer aspect to that that I saw. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I haven't. Yeah. That'd be... That would be cool. Yeah. No potatoes. But, yeah. <laughs> Still. <sighs> I think I do pumpkins in the fall. I'm doing. I'm trying to go for that badge that, or that achievement where you do a crop of everything, or you have to sell one of everything. So I'm just going cycling through at this point. Gotcha. I haven't played in forever, by the way. I know it's my comfort food, but it, yeah. I just I, I did everything, so I'm like... Me too, eh. yeah. Yeah. Now Besides I'm, I'm all at the My Time at Porsche. Yeah. Do you play a lot of My Time at Porsche? I go into it every now and then, just because there's less farming, and there's more kind of crafting. Like, it's more crafty. Yeah, yeah it's and like there's building like, and carpentry, right? Yeah. And there's, like, there's better kind of battling and, like, there's kind of a lot of uh, social stuff that I really like with the villagers and all that stuff. Cool. Like, I guess one of the villagers uh, dies, <laughs> potentially. Oh, no. Which is, like, you can, so you can marry someone and they can potentially die. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Won't say who, but I know it, it, it happens in the game. It's like a plot point in the game but you have to have lived there for like you have to have like seven years in the game or something like that jeez oh, is there a, a my time at porsche Which, wiki yeah like there's a stardew valley you wiki. can scope out all deer yeah there is it's like fully it's like the same thing it's fully kind of scoped out and you can kind of check out all the bachelorettes and bachelors and all that stuff nice yeah. Yeah, that's all I had. Alright, yeah, me too. Uh, I guess we'll jump into Unjading Jeff. Yes. Which, uh, I know, you. I think last time we did this, you kind of explained Animebe, so I guess I'll explain this again. Uh, I have become jaded with movies. I, I <laughs> used to love movies and watch them like pretty much like multiples every day. Now I, then I took a long break where I didn't like years where I didn't watch any, where I was just like, and I'd see some come out and I'd be like, oh, that looks good. Then I'd never see it. So there's a big span of an area where there's all these great movies coming out that I have not seen. And it was probably like, seven years maybe like a long time <laughs> and then i you know i it's up and now i'm trying to get back into them and kind of follow up on them and regain my love even though movies like you know the emoji movie are coming out and i'm like what is this 
crap. Uh, and your attempt to unjade me was this movie, which is yes. Beauty and the Beast 2017. Yes. Uh, yes, I'm not, like, crazy about this movie. I very much enjoyed Beauty and the Beast as a child. One of my favorite <laughs> Disney movies. So I had a lot of nostalgia when I did see this movie. So it was heavily influenced, but I knew it while I was watching it. Like, I was just... When Emma Watson was, like, spinning in a f- field singing, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I'm four again. So I knew that was... I mean, I, one of the reasons I enjoyed it. So I'm interested to see how heavily you were affected um i didn't i was trying to kind of because it was based on that original movie i'm like how much of that movie do i remember and i was like i really hope i don't have to watch that one to kind of get it <laughs> like also um and i just kind of looked up stuff online to see like differences and my biggest issue with this movie was like the length of it i think yeah there could be some fat cut off of this movie. Like, they added songs, and I'm like, you didn't need this song, come on. Like, yeah, Evermore where they or go to, like, called. Emma Watson's mother's house or old house or whatever. Yeah, I didn't need the origin story explained. Right. Uh, of, of Beast, either, where he, where he is, like, his, like, Beast kid is like, oh, my father didn't like me, and my mother died. <laughs> And he sings, like, a one-line song about his mother or whatever. Uh, oh, I'll yeah. just go over my notes. Uh, so, Beauty and the Beast. I did like the transition, the Disney transition from to the original kind of that uh, music that's kind of iconically related to this, uh, to Beauty and the Beast. I am not doing that right, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yes. It's, oh yeah, boo, I think. Boo, beauty, yeah, I know exactly yeah. what we're talking about now. Okay, and then it, it kind of goes from the Disney castle, then it kind of transitions to the foreground, and it has that music play, and it has somebody picking a rose, kind of from the foreground. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I said origin story, where it shows. I don't remember this from the original thing because I don't think they did this. Where it's the beast in his like original form, and the enchantress coming and like everyone having like a party and him like shunning her and him like I don't know yeah they, they have like uh, an original song they do it with like stained glass pictures in the original movie okay I was like I don't need this <laughs> one and there's like an original song that's brief about the extravagance that he's like has available to him yeah 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 it's definitely not fully animated in the original movie they just do a brief like oh this witch cursed the beast because he was a dick yeah (laughs) there's some pictures and i yeah i also said like was there a narrator in the original uh i think just in that part miss potts or whatever yeah she might okay because I was like, I don't remember there ever being... I guess it's only that part in the, in this movie, right. but... Yeah, I think it was just during the intro. Then I... Then it kind of pans out to the Beast Castle, and I'm like, is that just, like, a redesigned Disney castle? Like, that's what it seemed like. It's probably... Like a more bunched-up version. Yeah. 
probably is like pretty close because they have like in Disney World they have Beast's Castle, so I think they try to keep it like similar still, like <laughs> canonical continuity. Yeah, it looks like it looks like kind of like the idea of just the like the Mickey Disney Castle. That's what I was kind of thinking. Like, oh, it's just like the same castle. Ish, yeah. like close. They're similar. There's yeah. There's Cinderella's castle. There's Aurora's castle from Sleeping Beauty, and then there's Beast's castle. I think those are the three big castles. <laughs> and then it kind of pans over to well, it goes over to the the village, and I'm like, oh, I like the village design, but I was like, oh, everything looks incredibly fake. Like it's so clearly like. 90% green screened for like everything the whole set is just like oh it's just all green screened and it's just kind of like it just seems it looks very obvious in parts I don't know yeah I haven't seen it in a while I said Emma Watson singing was that her singing and I looked up yep it, it's her and yeah. I'm like yeah she's got a good voice yeah which makes yeah. sense I guess no, you disagree? Yeah, I don't know if, no, I, uh, I don't know if it will... Yeah, I I do agree. I definitely, when she spun, okay. like I said, when she broke into song, I was totally into it. Bonjour. Bonjour. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, these are just some thoughts I had. Uh, Belle is weird because she likes reading. <laughs> yeah. She's Slash smart. daydreaming. What? Yeah. Yeah. She's also... I said... I kind of repeated this in two parts. She's the talk of the town because she reads. And the town created a song about Belle that they all sing together that's about Belle and it's about how she's weird because she reads and she's also beautiful and she's odd or funny as they say a lot. That's those merms. Those (laughs) musically enhanced reality moments. Yeah, I'm like, okay, alright. Uh... Uh, that I wrote down, Gaston is very predatory. Yes, like he I is. know, I and I'm like that is, I'm like, and I guess he is in the original version, but I guess I, it's been a while since I've seen it, and I'm like, yo, he is the worst in this movie. Yeah. Hell yeah! And every version of this movie is freaking worst. Uh, I wrote down Bell's father's song because I didn't know his name at the time, Maurice, I guess. Uh, he has a brief song in his little lab area where I wrote steampunk. Like, everything looks very <laughs> steampunk. Yeah. Like, the clock design and all that. Just getting with the times. Uh, then I... It was him kind of delivering the the clock or whatever it was, the thing. And I kind of got real Lord of the Rings vibes from the wolf chase. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's dark and scary. Yeah. Then I kind of uh, wrote down, like, the size of the beast castle and the location. Wouldn't they be able to see it from where they are? You would think that they would. Isn't there some curse? I thought that... Well, they all know he lives there, don't they? And there's, like, the legend of the beast. No, it doesn't seem like... 
it seems like they're kind of aware of it, but they don't know where it is exactly. And, like, later on, like, they don't think there's a beast for a long time. And, like, they have Maurice lead them there, and he can't remember where it is. And they're like, there's no castle. Wouldn't we be able to see it? And I'm like, I think you would. <laughs> I think that's part of the, the curse, because they're all supposed um, to, like, forget that. Because the fam... They're... The people that work in that castle have like family members in the village and stuff, but part of the curse is that they all forget about them. So that might be. It might, yeah. I think the location is like you're not able to get there is also part of it or something. Then I I wrote down the horse escapes. I wrote smart horse. It's a very smart <laughs> horse. Horses are smart. It runs all the way back home. It gets Emma Watson's attention. She figures out what it wants non-verbally. And then it <laughs> leads her back to the castle. Yeah. I mean, it's a Disney movie. It could have talked, but it didn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then I wrote, this pacing seems slow. Like, I think I was at the half hour, half hour mark at that point or so. Yeah. And it's like, interesting don't. when you go back and watch the animated movies, like how long it takes for some of them to kick in. Like watching the original Aladdin, like the genie is like the most iconic character in that movie. It doesn't show up to like thirty or forty minutes into the movie. Yeah, but I believe that. So like, it is weird going back to the even the originals. But yeah, the the new ones definitely all of them pace so slowly. The remakes, the live action ones. And then I, when I was researching later, I found out more about this. Gaston's gay friend? Apparently gay. Yeah. Josh Gad. Yeah. And he... Um, uh, what the hell is his name? LaFoe. Yeah, LaFoe. Or LaFoe. Yeah. It's supposed to be The Fool, I guess. Ah, I don't know French. Yeah, or it, it translates to The Madman, but it sounds phonetically like The Fool. And then yeah. he... And I'm like, oh, he's playing him gay. The character was never gay, I guess, originally. No, not in the original. But he is definitely obsessed with Gaston yeah. in the original. It's, so it kind of... And there's a thing I found online that said, oh, I'm playing him gay. Gaston, or LeFoe, is the first openly gay character. True, yes. See, and they really made him openly gay. Yes, like, they could have just touched on it and, like... <laughs> cool but they really like drove into it a couple times like yes he's gay yep <laughs> which is fine but i think they really were like trying to publicly broadcast we're okay with this which i mean they should be but <laughs> yeah i i mean i mean i think everyone's like oh yeah we know who walt disney is and his various yeah. issues so maybe we should make a point of this being cool uh, I wrote the Gaston song, which originally was one of my favorites. The No One Death, uh, Gaston, yeah. No One Fight. Always one of my favorite songs. This version was kind of disappointing. Like, it wasn't yeah, as line rowdy and crazy. Yeah, this one was kind of like... I just remember it being like kind of like like a big bar thing, and it's like kind of intense, and he like fights people, and he punching everyone in this yeah. one he does that but it's all very kind of like it's like a more modest version of it yeah it's which very it like makes choreograph sense. like yeah yeah theatrical less 
yeah. rowdy. Yeah, they almost wrote down. They do like a river dance scene for yeah. like like a minute. Then <laughs> uh, I wrote down here's one of the oh, Pierre uh, Guest, uh, which it, it's very visually well done. I don't think I ever realized how long that song was. It's it's, <laughs> uh, it's it's visually well done, and I'm like, oh yeah, is that meant to mock the beast? Because right as he slams his door on Bell, he's like, "Well, be my guest to starve to death or whatever," and then they sing mm. the beer guest. I'm like, oh, is that meant to mock him? Maybe I don't know. It could be. Yeah, I never caught that. Yeah. Uh, then I wrote the Beast Kid song, "Days in the Sun." Which is like a song for like one line, and then it just never comes back. Is that the one where he's uh, sad, singing around his bed or something, or people are sitting around his bed? Yeah, he's, I think he's singing it at his mother's deathbed. Yeah, I think that song is from the Broadway show. Okay. So it's not completely new, but it does definitely slow the movie down. <laughs> yeah, just unnecessary. Uh, yes. The Woman of the Woods, which apparently is the Enchantress, which is just some woman who lives near the town, which was just not a thing. Like, this woman had, like, so much more of a role in this movie, this character. Yes. She's just, like, there and gone in the original. Yeah, you don't even see her, I think, at all. Yeah. Uh, then I go, Gaston tries to murder Belle's father? <laughs> yep. I think he does in the original also. Okay. And I'm like, I did not remember that. I'm like, that is, you tie him up and leave him to be murdered by wolves? Like, holy crap. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's not that weird. <laughs> not a good dude. Uh, yeah. Then, I, it was right around the, that must have been right around the Belle running away... And like the there's something there that wasn't there before that song, and I'm like, oh, yeah. how much time comes between them kind of being at odds, and then them having a romance story? Like, I, because the season is always the same, you can't really tell. Right. So I'm like, how much time was there between him healing from his wounds and then them starting to like each other? It just I can't really tell. Yes, Belle is very much a victim of Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. The original. I'm, I haven't watched this one in a while, so I I can't speak to it. I think they tried to make her less Stockholm Syndrome, but still... <laughs> it's still an odd situation. Yeah. <laughs> he is still and her I capture know... in the beginning. Yeah, and I know people gave Emma Watson crap about this because she's a very... She's a big feminist, and she supports the feminist movement. And people are like, well, you're just kowtowing to this weird Stockholm Syndrome story. And she's like, well, it's just also a kid's movie, I guess, guys. It's fine. And I don't know. I was like, eh, whatever, I guess. It is a weird story. Like, I think a lot of the Disney stories are weird. They have weird stuff in them. Sleeping Beauty is the what, like a crazy story. Yeah, she's also 16. They're yeah. All like yeah. Age. Yeah. Pokemon is also crazy. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's supposed to be like 13, maybe? I think, or, or based on like a 13 year old character or something like that. Yeah, and she's supposed to marry Kokuum. Yeah. 
That's why uh, Mulan's a badass. This is about the uh, the the look of the beast. I didn't really like it, and I was kind of like, I don't really care for it. But I, it is probably the most accurate thing you could do in like you know the transformation between you know a, a live action thing and the like. It's probably accurate, but I didn't love it. But I don't think it could have been done any better yeah that's just me being kind of snotty about live action <laughs> adaptations that isn't this or, film's yeah, fault no yeah not everything translates well i mean yeah that's why they do it animated yeah uh then let's see what they written i wrote down oh yeah something earlier i, I guess i skipped over because it was uh on bell's dress she has a weird seam but I always thought she had, like, her... I'm like, is her slip just showing all the time? But I guess it's just, like, there's a weird kind of, like, upper part where it's just kind of, like... I don't know, it seems like her dress is, like, up. It's, like, caught somewhere. But that's just, I guess, how it's made. Mm. I don't know. I just found that weird. <laughs> anyway. Uh, the clothing for the dance was good. Like, I feel like they did that well. The I feel like those are iconic looks. You know, the yeah. golden kind of dress in the blue coat yeah that scene had a lot riding on it it was like the first like computer generated scene in an animated movie or something hmm. something like that so they had to then do I wrote justice. down yeah the beast song which was I guess an original song I guess it's called Evermore uh, I was like that that wasn't a thing <laughs> they didn't need this we know he's sad. <laughs> yeah. He's a big hairy man. Like, yeah. Uh, then it must have gone to the fight, and I'm like, oh, Josh Gad changes sides, which I don't think happens in the original. But no, he gets... I don't think so. At first I thought, oh, like, that piano just killed him, but he's fine. And Gaston kind of leaves him for dead. But he, and then he's fine, and he changes sides and starts beating up people. Uh, and I wrote down the... Uh, one of my other favorite parts in the original was the village fight versus the um, versus the castle objects in the oh, castle. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was always one of the best parts. Like, the candelabra, Lumiere fighting people, and, like, the clock with the sword and all that stuff. Like, I remember that being really cool. And it was kind of lame in this version. Yeah, the character designs of all the objects I found to be very limiting. And I did not... Those, like, you didn't like the beast design. I did not like the, like, furniture or object designs at all, really at all. I think the cup was the worst, or Miss Potts was the worst one. Yeah. yeah. You can barely, like, tell that they have faces. But I also found this movie was very Lumiere heavy. I don't remember it being like so much of him, but I guess it's you know it's you know, Ewan McGregor, so they wanted to get their money's worth, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Gaston's death is different. They redo it differently. Like it's they have. I remember that battle being kind of cool where. Like, the Beast is, like, he's pretending to be one of the gargoyles, I think, originally. Right, yeah. And, like, he comes out of the shadows, and they fight. 
and then he dangles Gaston over the edge, and then he Gaston stabs him in the back, and it right. like he's dying, and then Gaston falls, and he's his own cause of his death. But yeah. it says it's him with the gun shooting, and he falls off because of the place is falling apart or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It was different. I don't know if it was. I I don't know. I kind of like him being the cause of his own death. Of him like prioritizing i don't know i kind of like the knife better it's like the same thing but i just kind of prefer it i don't know why it's more gruesome but i don't know yeah it's throws i think is uh yeah definitely desire to be the hero more than or even not even be the hero, but be, like, the impressive one. I guess he is the hero if he dies still by stabbing the beast and, like, risking his life. So it kind of... Yeah. He is st- still trying to reach the glory at the end and prioritize that. Yeah. I read in kind of some notes of this, uh, one of the original writings was Gaston lived. Like, he just got knocked out or at some point. Uh, there was another one where Gaston commits suicide. Yeah. Like, he realizes he can't win, so he, like, mortally wounds Beast, and then he kills himself. He jumps off. Because he realizes he can't win. Uh, yeah. Then I, I wrote down... Gaston this, would do that. Yeah. Likes himself too much. He's too proud, yeah. Uh, I wrote down the Enchantress appearance. She comes, and... So, this one... I'm kind of like, I have an issue with two. The Enchantress comes, and she was apparently the villager the whole time. In this one, Beast definitely dies, and all the people turn into their, you know, their things, and, like, time is passed, like, they failed. But she's like, nope, undo, and she brings everyone back to life. She brings Beast back to life and, like, changes him, because Emma Watson's like, oh, I love you, or whatever. Hmm. Yeah, in this... The original, it was like, he's dying, and everyone's changing back. And, like, the pedal, it just happens. It doesn't need right. her acknowledgement of her seeing Belle realize it, and her just being like, oh, I guess it's fine, and just bringing people back to life. I just thought that was weird. I know it's yeah, like a I... magical thing, but I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I feel like in the original, they... They definitely stuck to the parameters of the rose more. I think I like that more. It's, it definitely builds the tension more as it's like falling at the end. Is he gonna make it? But... Yeah. There's more suspense there, where it's like, yes. oh, they just make it in time. Where instead it's like, oh, they failed. Undo. Back to yeah. life. Change back. You're fully healed. Everyone changes. Happy ending. I don't know. Yeah. None of it mattered. Yeah. No, agreed. Yeah. Uh,. Then I, I kind of wrote that the, the beach, that his change was different, which I was just like, yeah, whatever. And then I wrote down, is that Ian McKellen? <laughs> then, yep, totally Ian McKellen. Yes, yeah, that surprised me too. <laughs> yeah. Pretty big cast for this, pretty well-known people. Yes. Uh, the guy who plays Beast is, like, the guy from Legion, who I didn't know until he turns human at the end. I was like, oh, jeez, it's David from Legion. Yeah, I I don't watch Legion, so I'm like, who the heck is this guy? I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, I think that's the only other thing he's been in. Yeah. 
uh, and I was like, oh, the villagers, they changed their minds very quickly. Like, they were just, like, fighting to the death, and now they're like, oh, they're all back together now, because the curse is broken, they're all kind of, like, happy, and like, oh, you're just fighting for your lives against these people, and you're just like, oh, it's fine. That, that was weird. Is that curse? That curse, is, that's just their fallback, their safety net. Uh... And my final note was the screenplay was by Stephen Chomsky, which I was like, oh, that's interesting. Do you know who that is? Yeah. No. Uh, Stephen Chomsky, I think he's only written, he's an author. He wrote one book. It's called The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh. Yeah. That's which, why Emma Watson was there. That was my thought. Emma Watson was in that movie. Yeah. Which she has, I've never seen that movie. Um, I like the book and I like Emma Watson, but I was like, eh. I'm I'm good on that. <laughs> I didn't even see that. Yeah, it didn't. It wasn't. Um, it didn't set the world on fire. No, I guess she's doing an American accent, maybe. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That was when she went to short hair too. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Anyway, that was my last note. It was okay. I think um, some parts could have been trimmed, definitely for length. Like they definitely could have cut this down a little bit. Overall, decent. It wasn't, you know, my favorite of everything you've shown me so far. But I didn't think it would be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it it was cute, but it was. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't think I'd ever need to see it again, honestly. Yeah. Well, I I feel the same way. <laughs> as as you talk about it, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I don't need to put it on again. I know what it's about. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, I think that's the. A lot of the problem with the new live-action ones is that they extend them, and they really do not need to extend the length anymore. It's, you got your beats. Yeah. Just stick to them. Yeah, so it didn't re-jade me. That's what I was wondering. I was like, well, this just ruined all the work you've done <laughs> so far with, like, you've been, like, kind of spot-on with, yeah. I think, everything, and I was like, this is, might go badly. I figured it might. I, I knew I was. it was a gamble. I was just curious. But it wasn't terrible. But it wasn't great either. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm, but I am very interested to hear about our next segment, because it's a weird one. Yes. Alright, yeah. So we're going to get into Anna Baby. And this is where I, I've always had an appreciation for anime as an art form, but it's, it's just such a mixed, mixed bag out there that I've never really known what to get into. So Jeff throws recommendations my way. And I, each episode I tackle either a movie or a few episodes of a show. And this time I did Serial Experiments Lane, which is a, like a 13-episode limited series. And... It's from 1998. Uh, so, like, um, like when I watched Cowboy Bebop, I had... I was saying, like... Because that was made around the same time. And I had trouble with, like... I was... Like I said, I was spoiled by new animation. So mm -hmm. I kind of... The old standard definition kind of took me out of it. But... Uh, Serial Experiments Lane, it did not matter. I think uh, the story was compelling enough. A weirdly mystery box, trippy-ass show. <laughs> um, yeah, to quote... Creepy as hell is also... 
there's a uh, anime reviewer called Glass Reflection, and he says in one word, "mind fuck" is his word for the <laughs> yeah. show. Uh, Could you tell um, us what this show is about? <laughs> not yet. It's um, I'm gonna sum up the three episodes I watched. Uh, so it's about uh, Lane, who's kind of it, this was in 1998 Japan, which my first note is. Japanese computers in the 1998 be crazy yeah. <laughs> because they have some like they're all connected to the internet already and they have like also these crazy like flat standing up computers that just have like the discs facing you that spin and like but they also have more advanced computers and they also they have like beepers and stuff and this is in 1998 but I will there was beepers in the 90s but, like they have like handheld messaging systems essentially and I'm not sure how much of that is fiction or if it's accurate to 1998 Japan. But anyway, it's uh, about this girl, Lane, who's not really good with computers. And uh, recently in her class, a girl killed herself. Um, but mysteriously, everyone received an email from her like a week later. And everyone starts to think it's a prank. And Lane's kind of not on top of it because she hasn't she doesn't check her email, and so she goes to check her email and she begins communicating with this girl, and uh, so like essentially, and she's the uh, the girl says that she didn't have any use for her body and she's essentially she's in the wired now. That's what they call it, which. The, um, this is where I, I mean, uh, that's a, the premise of the show. Summing it up from there is um, pretty, like, hard to tackle. She starts being more curious about, like, the digital world. So her dad, who, like, always talks about, oh, yeah, you can hang out with anyone or everyone on the, the internet. And he's got, like, eight monitors in his room hooked up to eight computers. So he gets her, like, a new computer so she can start uh learning the computer pretty much um but she's really just trying to tap deeper into the mystery and they got crazy computers where they can scan your eyes and <laughs> they have like voice activation and stuff uh the second episode is like um takes place a lot of it takes place in a nightclub which I also wrote down, why are there kids in this club? Because later, like, because Lane's like a teenager, maybe a young teenager, and but there's younger kids in the club in later episodes. I'm like, why? Who's allowed in this club? I'm so confused. Because there's also, in this episode, there's a shooting in this club, so why are they letting kids back in this club? It's dangerous. Um, but the... Yeah, so there ends up being a shooting in this club that Lane's friends convinced her to go out to. And, like, he's on this, like, it's a drug, but it's not, it's a, like a techno drug. It's called Excel. It's like this little bug that people swallow and it makes their, like, sense of time slow down. Or their sense of perception clock up so they see time slowed down and it's just, like, crazy. And this guy ends up shooting someone at the club. But Lane also potentially has a doppelganger at the club. That's why she initially gets invited there, right? Because, yeah, the girls think there's this 
they think Lane's at the club, but it's this, like, crazy version of Lane. Um, but, yeah, all the while, Lane is, like, hearing voices from people. She's staring at power lines and they're going, which is one of my favorite parts of the show, because as she's, like, you can see the power lines moving up and down and, like, the music's... Yeah, <laughs> this show's freaking trippy as hell. She starts seeing ghosts. She, like, and, yeah, the voices are, like, beckoning her to come to the Wired and stuff. And that's pretty Isn't much Isn't there a guy I who's, am. like, there's a guy who's, like, Blair Witching outside of her house, right? Against, oh, yeah, there's like, people watching her. And um, they have, like, laser pointers on their foreheads. <laughs> um... Yeah, and what do you mean Blair Witching? Uh, did you ever see the Blair Witch? Do you remember that? Blair Witch, I'm I thinking of, there's a guy, I've... they go into a room, and there's a guy who's against the wall, facing the wall. and they. Yeah, he's just like in the corner. Yeah, right? there's yeah. a guy doing that kind of outside against a light post, I think. I remember that. Oh, yeah, really yeah. I thought he was hiding, but yeah, maybe he was. In plain sight. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, there's... Yeah, it's just like this crazy. Um, I I'm I still know what's going on, but I love that, and it drives into like because I, I'm gonna get into my crazy conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy theory, but it's like <laughs> my ghost afterlife theory. So I'm not very religious anymore. I'm pretty skeptical. I used to be scared of ghosts and spectral stuff, like a lot as a teenager but now it just it doesn't even phase me i don't believe any i just i'm very scientifically minded now but i do have a theory about because i've never had a like spectral ghost experience really but i do have a theory that you know your brain is just all electric impulses and stuff and it's just neurons firing and stuff like that so what if when you die i mean the there's radio waves there's all sorts of stuff we don't see in the air. This is where the science breaks down, but this is why it's a theory. Like, ghosts can just be, like, electric impulses left over from people's minds, and that's what happens when we die. That's just... I think about that a lot, and, like, I feel like this show is moving towards that. I haven't finished this show. I only got three episodes in, but I I wanted to get further in. I just ran out of time, because I was like, this... this I... It's just, like you said, it's a crazy mind fuck, and I, I love it. And it's just, like, staring off into space and weird, like, um, there's a cool shadow effect that they have. Like, whenever she's walking down the street, it, pretty much everything's in white, but the shadows are, like, these weird splotchy paintings, and I, I just love it. I love everything about it. I like this show a lot. Did you like the opening song? Uh, yeah, it's alright. It's very strange. Uh, yes. it's very 90s it's such a yeah, 90s definitely. but even like with the limited animation at the time 20 years ago I think they do a good job of just like staring into space and like making things just though like when she sees ghosts sometimes they have like the static like TV effect to them that fade out and I just I like it a lot <laughs> Have you done any research about it, like, as far as thematically? It's, like, a lot to do with consciousness and, like, uh, you know, obviously electronics and religion and kind of the idea of connection between, like, you know, uh, 
don't know, electric, not electricity, but like electronics and, you know, uh, just a bunch of weird shit, I guess. Yeah. No, I didn't do any research because I didn't want to spoil anything. But yeah, I do remember when you say like religion, uh, there is a line where the the girl who killed herself says God is here when she's like talking through the computer. So yeah, uh, yeah, and I like um, I like anything where you upload your computer, your brain into a computer or something, or digital consciousness. I like any movies or books that have to do with that typically. So, that's cool that they these people are uploading themselves to the cloud. Maybe who knows? Is the cloud the ghosts? Is that heaven? Heaven's in the clouds where the ghosts are in the the digital cloud. It was all in front of us all along. Um, oh, yeah, what is above us? The thing IRL that's like um, they talk about people uploading their consciousness to um, like the internet or whatever. What is that called again? I can't think of it. It's like a real theory that people think will happen at some point in life. Do you uh, know that? I don't know. No, but I'd love to look into. It. I'd probably get into crazy. Oh, have to get it. But I just it. I've just seen it in movies and like TV. I, there's a good like uh, audiobook series I listen to called uh, We Are Bob. Or we are Legion, we are Bob. It's about like a guy who he gets his computer, his brain like uploaded to a computer, and he ends up like being a spaceship and going out like exploratory and building more of himself. But yeah, this is only thirteen episodes. I'm definitely gonna finish it like in the next week or so. Singularity, that's what it's called. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you watch the the sub or the dub of this? I watched the sub subtitles. Yes. I watched the first two episodes that were subbed, and then I wanted to check up the dub. Sub's definitely superior. Yeah. And I the think. The dubbing's really flat in this, and there's also. Like, you know how there's, like, kind of like tie dye text yeah, sometimes? They don't between... translate it, right? Yeah, they're completely gone, actually. And yeah. they just. They have people talking. I like the tie-dye text cooler. I think it's just yeah better suited to the show. Yeah, and you know, like if you only speak English, you won't know what that means if you watch the English version. Like when they're yeah. writing, like, God is here or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they just took it out completely. But yeah, this is a Anna, that's like an Anna yes, yes, yes. Good. <laughs> like, uh, I was I'm worried about this one. I'm like, uh, good. No, I like interested. really I trippy you... cerebral stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I hope you follow up on this one as far as like talking about it later. Same with a bunch of these other series if you can, you know, if you complete them at some point. Yeah, yeah. definitely. What do you want me to watch next? I know. Um, I think I might have you watch a couple episodes of a TV show. Okay. Uh, it's it's probably gonna be divisive again. I, it might undo my work, but uh, I want you to check out the the Flash, the CW show. Yes. How many episodes do very... you want to watch? Uh, probably just the first two would be good. Okay. Yeah, because the they're the first season is very much like Monster of the Weekish, so you'll like if you you won't have to like dive into it or whatever be left dangling with the first two episodes it'll give you a good feel of how the first season goes 
but it's one of my guilty pleasure shows. So hmm. I'm gonna give you that one. Okay. I think it's one of the the best of the CW verse. I don't watch any of the other ones really. Uh, I was thinking about how to give you a new anime. Do you have any genre that you want to go to? I have kind of like a set list that I kind of gamified, but I also want to know if you have like a kind of thing that you might want to see as far as like content, you know, genre, era, uh-huh. etc. Type of thing. No, I, I'm trying to think of any that I haven't really seen. Besides, I think like straight up horror is the only thing I haven't really. Yeah, this one is like creepy, but it's. I think I mentioned it. It's creepy, but it's not horror. There are some like scary parts in the show. Yeah, let's do that then. Yeah. No, in Serially Experienced in Flame, there are. Some oh yeah, scary. yeah, yeah. There's yeah, it's creepy, but right. it's like yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm kind of thinking like a lot of horror in anime. It's not very good. Like, it, yeah. it's not done well. Um, that's why It's I, not one of my favorite genres anyway, so I don't need... Um, not, like, itching for it. I don't know. I might have but, to do some research before you, like, give you a good horror one. Is there anything yeah. else? I also no, have, just take I could just you give you... Th- next on your list. Uh, well, I kind of gave a little... Gamified it a little bit. A lot of times in anime, they shorten the title of a thing. Because they have a really long title in its yeah. place, uh, yeah. and that happens a lot. So I, I picked four, and you're gonna pick from one of these shortened titles, and then I'll tell you what the title is, and you have to watch it. So, okay. uh, Danmachi, Watamote, Anohana, Oremo. Duh, there's no context to any nope. of those. <laughs> nope. Uh, there's um, one to a, one of them, a little bit. Ah, damn. I don't speak Japanese, though. Uh, uh, let's go with the third one. Third one. This one is on Netflix right now, so that's good. Okay. It's called, uh, <laughs> the shortened title is Anohana, and the full title is, We Still Don't Know the Name of the Flower We Saw That Day. Nice. Yeah. It is a... I love a whole sentence. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to tell you what the other ones were? Yeah. So, the first one was Danmachi. I don't. I didn't pick the Japanese. I just wrote down the English translation. Danmachi. Is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? <laughs> uh, Watamote. Which, what, that one's like an action kind of series. It's decent. These are all pretty good. The last one is the weirdest one. Second one is Watamote, which is, no matter how you, no matter how I look at it, it's you guys' fault I'm not popular. Just like a comedy series. Anohana, which I told you. We still don't know the name of the flower we saw that day. Drama. A lot of very drama. It's very sad, this one. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, The last one, which I was kind of hoping the one you picked, but you didn't. Or Amo, my little sister can't be this cute. Oh god. Yep. <laughs> what? Yep. What do I want to know? What that is? Uh, I, I do plan on showing it to you at some point. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll look forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. 
There's uh, a lot of anime have incest connotations. No, I think I've mentioned it at other points. Uh, Man, I think well, yeah, they'll tackle anything. I think yeah, I think I mentioned Onechan got Kita, which means uh, my sister came, which is it's not what you think, but that's what it that's what it means. It's not what you think. Uh, okay. Yeah. It it, uh, it has to do with her arrival. It's her joining a new family. But yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, That's man. what it's called. Yeah. So Anna Anna. It's on uh Yeah, it's on Netflix currently. It's good. I like it. All right, yeah, I'll have to check that out. Yep. See if I can type in the whole... <laughs> I think if you just type in, it's A-N-O-H-A-N-A. Okay. I think if you type Simple that in, enough. you'll find it. It's one of the, like... I don't have yeah. to write the paragraph. Yeah. And I think it goes by a different name, like a, like a shortened version of the full title also. A lot of anime is only 13 episodes. I think that's the full run of the series. Right. Sweet. Yeah, because we can wrap up. Yeah, we can wrap up. Uh, you can. Oh, you can find us on uh, everywhere at Whole GD Show, Twitter at Whole GD Show, Facebook.com slash Whole GD Show, Whole GD Show dot Podbean dot com. You can email us Whole GD Show at Gmail dot com. Uh, you can find Caleb. He has music. Caleb O'Ryan. Look it up on Spotify. Where can people find you, Jeff? I'm at uh, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, at Rewrite Osha, Rewrite Osha, doing pictures and jokes and stuff. Still working on the YouTube. I just ordered it in isolation booth for my mic because the oh, cool. recordings on the games were not great. <laughs> so I'm debating on whether putting on them or not. Sweet. Sounds good. Yep. And we'll see you all in the next episode. Goodbye. Later.